Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The Green Bay Packers select Jordy Nelson, Devontae Adams, second round picks of years past. What will today hold for Green Bay in the second and third rounds? Pick-by-pick coverage on the Fans Green and Gold Draft Show. Presented by Brothers Consolidated Heating and Cooling, Schulze Family Beef, Q Club of Wisconsin, Associated Builders and Contractors of Wisconsin Apprenticeship, ABC Audio Video, and West Bend Sausage Plus. Now, the hosts of the night... Bart Winkler and host of the Bart Winkler pregame show weekday mornings at 5 a.m. Ryan Horvat. Crab show. The Jordan Love era has begun. Now what? I'm Bart Winkler, Ryan Horvath, Sam Schmitz. We will have you for the Packers' two scheduled picks tonight in round two, pick number 62 overall, and then at the end of round three, pick number 94. We will be with you for every pick throughout rounds two and three, and if the Packers do pick another quarterback, well, prepare to be on the air until... Tomorrow night. Again, I'm Bart Winkler. Sam Schmitz is here and Ryan Horvat, who I feel like we just did this eight yeah. hours ago. Uh, Horvat, you were not big on the Jordan Love pick. How are you some eight hours later? Uh, you know what? I drove home and I took to Facebook and I posted a nice, I think, like two and a half minute video. I wanted to post it to, to Twitter as well because I've been getting phone calls and messages all day from people back home, people that aren't even Packers fans, you know, buddies that I went to college with. Uh, from Vikings fans to Bears fans that usually give me a hard time, and I think everybody just feels bad for me today. They know how much I love Aaron Rodgers. They ho- they know how much that I dislike the uh, Jordan Love pick. So I took the social media and let some anger out, threw a couple F-bombs out there. But you know what? I took a nap on accident. Uh, I was laying down with my son. We were watching some TV. Next thing you know, it's 4.30, and I'm racing to get here. <laughs> um and I feel a little bit better about the pick. I'm still pretty upset. I still think there's just way too many holes, way too many needs to go quarterback in the first round when you still have Aaron Rodgers for four more years. And he said that he wants to play into his 40s and how important it is for him to retire as a member of the Green Bay Packers. But the way I'm thinking about it, when I woke up, I was like, okay, well, this will put a little bit of pressure on Aaron Rodgers. Maybe it'll be a good thing. And I don't think that he needs the added pressure. I think he puts enough pressure on himself. But I go back to when the Patriots selected Jimmy Garoppolo in the second round. Now, they didn't trade up. It wasn't in the first round, but still put a little bit of pressure on Tom Brady. And Jimmy Garoppolo ended up starting, what, four games with New England, winning a couple of games when Brady was suspended for Deflategate. And, um, 
you know, then they went and drafted Jacoby Brissett, too. So I think every year you really should select the quarterback. Still not thrilled that they did it in the first round. It really feels like they'll be forcing Aaron Rodgers out in two years. But like we were talking about on the morning show, which if anybody missed, they should definitely check out 6 to 10 on the freeradio.com podcast. Radio.com, baby. Radio.com. But it was like we were saying, man, it's just, I, I don't know. I'm still pretty upset about it, but I'm trying to be positive. Tonight's a new night. Hopefully maybe we get a wide receiver. Um, hopefully maybe we'll get a tackle tonight, a tight end maybe even, although I know we're pretty sold on our guy Sternberger. So we'll see what happens. But I'm feeling a little bit better. Still not thrilled, though. Two picks tonight for the Packers. The Bengals are going to be on the clock again here in just a moment as they were to start round one. And then it goes Colts, Lions, Giants, and New England. So some trades have changed the order a little bit, as is customary in these NFL drafts. Bengals, Colts, Lions, and uh, the Giants, then New England. Bart Winkler, Ryan Horvath, Sam Schmitz, we are with you through the next two rounds. And we've got you covered, 414-799-1250. You can call us and be with us in this conversation. Tweet us at 105.7 FM, the fan, at WinksThinks, at Ryan Horvat as well. And we'll get to as many as we can throughout the show. The way I feel about it, Horvy, I am happy. I've decided this. I'm glad that Jordan Love is on the roster of the team I root for. Why? I don't like how they got him. Watching some of the tape of him. And, and I know this morning we talked a lot about what it means for Rodgers and the rest of the team. We talked a lot about the ramifications of this. We did not talk a lot specifically about Jordan Love, which we will talk about in the coming days, of course. There is talent there. I mean, the Packers are not going to reach up and trade up to get this guy if there's not talent there. One thing, uh, one of the guys that we talked to, Austin Gale, Pro Football Focus, he said there is talent there, but if you look at some of his bad plays, he may have the five worst plays in college football of last season. So there's some very, very good, and there's some very, very bad. He's a talented kid. If he doesn't play until, I think, the fourth year of Rodgers' contract, he'll be 24, he'll be as old as Joe Burrow is now. This is clearly, to me, the guy that they wanted going into this draft last night. They they wanted him. Brian Gutekunst and Matt LaFleur wanted Jordan Love. They got a little scared that maybe the Colts were going to call and try to climb up. Apparently, they never did. They wanted their guy in Jordan Love. The ball, I don't think the board fell to them any certain way. They got the guy I think that they wanted. And what this is going to do is it's going to give Matt LaFleur somebody that is his own. That we talked about. But in watching some of the tape on him, there was a good breakdown. Andy Herman helped retweet this, and uh, you can check that out. Andy Herman, NFL frequent uh, guest of show, friend of show. Uh, People forget he is a friend of the show in the mornings. In their offense in Utah State, they did when they ran a pro-style offense. They ran a lot of the same kind of stuff on offense that Matt LaFleur likes to do with not a lot of different formations, but a lot of different plays out of those formations where one look could give you five different plays and then five more plays on top of that, depending on what the tight end does when he makes his break. There's a lot of route combinations, a lot of route trees that Matt LaFleur did in Tennessee that he really hasn't been able to do in Green Bay because Aaron Rodgers is not the quarterback that's going to get that done. Aaron Rodgers is going to be Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is essentially coaching Matt LaFleur in Jordan Love. Matt LaFleur has a guy that he can totally coach and totally ingrained. Rodgers is under contract the next four years. 
they don't make this pick and they don't trade up to make this pick if they believe he's going to be here towards the end of that. Will it light a fire under Rodgers? <laughs> yes, but then who's Rodgers going to prove wrong? The Packers? I mean, right. everybody's going to benefit if that's the case. This is the guy that they wanted. I'm absolutely certain of it. And I'm certain that they made this pick because while Rodgers wants to finish as a Packer and wants to end in Green Bay and end that four-year contract and maybe more, Gutekinds and Lafleur do not think that he's going to be good enough in three to four years to make that happen. Again, I want to ask you the same question, and I'm actually glad that we, I mean, I'm always glad that we get to do the draft show, but um, I'm glad that we have a couple more hours because we started to get into this in the 9 a.m. hour, and then I was like, oh man, we got to wrap things up. We had so many phone calls today. So do you think, let's say Jerry, Judy, people really are concerned with this this knee injury that some scouts knew about that he didn't tell some teams, and he's available, he drops. Or let's say that Justin Jefferson drops. The Vikings go with, I don't know, a tackle or something. Or they go with one of these wide receivers that we've never heard of, a 4-3 runner out of Colorado State or something like that. Do you think the plan always was Jordan Love? Or do you think that once those four receivers came off the board, they were like, okay, well now let's go best player available. We'll plan for the future and we'll get, you know, any of these receivers in the second round most likely are going to resemble each other. I mean, you know, they all have kind of like the same strengths and weaknesses. Do you think Jordan Love was the plan from the beginning, and then they saw somebody's well, going to Well, they weren't going to get, gonna get Judy, or... Ruggs, or Lamb. We right, but there, Justin Jefferson, there was an outside shot, I would there say. There was an outside shot, but with the Eagles sitting there, they weren't going to let the, that get past them. The Vikings had two picks. I think they would have liked Justin Jefferson. If it got, if push came to shove and Jefferson was there at 30, I think they may have traded back. I think they wanted Jordan Love. Did you you watch this video. You right, watched right. the draft, and what we're doing is obviously we're following along with the draft that you're watching on TV. Record draft numbers last night, some 16, 17 million people. As always, Milwaukee, one of the top-rated markets. So what we imagine is, and I know some of you guys are driving around, so we're, gonna, we're not going to miss any picks for you. We will tell you every pick that comes in. I do imagine most people are watching – and there's Zach Taylor's wife wearing a bangle. You guys see that? But wearing a Bengals uh, shirt. Yeah, there. I'm I'm a big fan of her work, actually. <laughs> yeah. So we're watching the TV, but also bringing you the picks and following along with you. We're your companion here during these times. Bart Winkler, Ryan Horvat, and again Sam Schmitz. Bengals on the clock right now with the first pick of the second round, and we'll bring those to you as they come in. I think they got their guy. You saw the smiles on Gudikin's face. You saw it on LaFleur's face. I think they don't think they they know Jordan Love cannot be a day one starter. They probably know he can't be a day one starter of year two. Mm-hmm. They find themselves in this situation and they must be laughing about it, that they they were able to get a guy that needs two to three years seasoning, and they've got a guy, a quarterback right now, that's probably got two to three years left. And so they think They've made the perfect transition from Rodgers to Love. The problem with that is Rodgers probably thinks he's got more than two to three years left, and they, according to what they said, did not let Rodgers in on this plan. So it will be, I would think, a sticky situation just as it was with Rodgers and Favre. But I think absolutely, Horvey, I think they got their guy last night. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sold about it. I think that if one of those receivers does fall, then they probably go wide receiver. I think they knew there wasn't and, a chance. And, they knew there wasn't a chance. And, well, I don't even know about that. And then tackles flew off the board, too. 
I mean, all the tackles that I had on my board that I was rooting for, like, okay, if we don't go receiver, they don't go inside linebacker, they don't go T-tackle, I want to tackle to replace Brian Balaga eventually. And then they started flying off the board. That's when I started to get a little bit nervous. When all the receivers and all the tackles are flying off the board, I'm thinking, oh, man, they're going to go tight end. And we were in a little group chat with uh, Paul Immig, and he was saying, hey, I think they might go tight end. And I was thinking, okay, well, I'm not going to love the pick, but... I'll take a tight end, and then you got Sternberger. Maybe you could run more two tight end sets, and then you just use the other guys as a blocker. Maybe you don't carry every single tight end on the roster. Maybe that's the end of the Rob Tanyan era in Green Bay. But then when I saw Jordan Love on the on his cell phone, I knew that I knew what was coming, and I knew that um, I wasn't going to be very happy because it was the same thing with Justin Jefferson. I was thinking. I don't know what the Vikings are going to do here. I mean, obviously, you think that they're going wide receiver because they just traded one of the better receivers in the league in Stephon Diggs because they didn't want to give him a pay raise. So they're going to go with the cheaper option, a guy on a rookie contract who has a very high ceiling, and Justin Jefferson runs everything out of the slot. He was my favorite receiver in this entire draft, maybe even over CeeDee Lamb. I think, honestly, he might have the best career. Him or Ruggs. And I know everybody was ripping the Ruggs pick and thinking that he went too early, but I really like those guys and what they could do. And... As soon as I saw Jordan Love on his cell phone and they were flashing to him, I was thinking, did they really just trade up to take Jordan Love? Who else was going to take Jordan Love in this situation? And uh, I just sat there, and I was shocked. My phone rang. My brother tried to call me at first, and I just let it ring. I gave him the FU button because I, <laughs> I couldn't even make out words, man. And my wife's like, Ryan, are you okay? Because then I just let out a big you know, F-bomb. And then my mom was trying to call me. Like I have buddies that I haven't talked to since in 10 years, since we graduated college, like the ones I didn't stay in touch with. And I'm getting emails and I'm getting texts and calls today like, yeah, what are you guys? Yeah, same thing. Like, I talked to a lot doing? of people today I haven't talked to in a long time. I feel like my parents died or something. <laughs> you know, it's like, man, we are dealing with a pandemic right now. I haven't heard from any of you guys. You know, most people and their buddies are all doing like video conferences and hanging out on Zoom or, uh, you know, any of the other services that are out there, a house party. My friends don't want to talk or hang out until Aaron Rodgers, you know, until they draft his eventual replacement. And then it's it's funny because, like, you know, a lot of guys that I went to college with because I went to Western Illinois and it's like a weird border, there's a lot of Vikings fans, which I, I can never really stand those guys, but then there's a lot of Bears fans, and they're not even, like, talking trash. They honestly feel bad, and they honestly have hopes now that, you know, Aaron Rodgers will eventually be the starting quarterback of the Chicago Bears or the Vikings because they're. I'll tell you right now. I will tell you right now that is not happening. No, but you know what? I think... I would and I want to. I want to put this on record. If 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 Rodgers goes to the Bears, I will I will bet my two legs. And if he goes to the Vikings, I'll bet my two arms. He's not going. He's not going. I I am just promising you right now. The the conversation about that is so stupid. He may go somewhere else. He, I just, I promise you, he's not going in the division. Yeah, I actually, you know, where I think that he would end up if he went anywhere, and I didn't even think about this because I was just thinking best case scenario for Rodgers. How awesome would it be if Bill Belichick made a call in two years, and Aaron Rodgers is pushing forty years old, and then he gets to go to New England and get his revenge with Bill and win a couple Super Bowls before he has to hang it up? But I was talking with Sparky real quick after the show, and he was like, you know, what would make sense is San Francisco. And, I mean, I know we've always talked about that. But, I mean, they'll be off the books with Jimmy Garoppolo at that point. You know, there are some rumors that maybe they made a phone call at least about Tom Brady Mm -hmm. to be the starting quarterback in San Francisco. It's his hometown. 
Grew up rooting for him. They passed on him with the number one pick. I mean, we know the damn story. I don't know why I'm down, why I'm doing this. But maybe San Francisco. I, I think he really wants to, I mean, I know he really wants to retire as a member of the Green Bay Packers. I haven't heard him that serious. and Because like when you listen to Rodgers on these podcasts, I start to like him even more. I know everybody thinks he's this big diva, but when you hear him with his ex-teammates, like if you think Rodgers is a diva, go back and listen to anything he's done with A.J. Hawk or when he's on with J- James Jones. He just likes to bust balls, and he's just like one of the guys. I just think I don't think he trusts a lot of people. I think obviously he's different. Well, he doesn't. Field. He doesn't trust Goody and Lafleur anymore. He and that's what sucks because listening to this podcast, he was talking about how he would mess around with Matt Lafleur, and you know because Lafleur's so serious on the field, and he's like, you know, I'm a pretty serious guy too, but Lafleur is on a whole nother level. And he was talking about how he's messing with him on family night. I want to know what that relationship's going to look like. I wish I wasn't a fan of the Green Bay Packers. Like, I wish I was just one of these media guys that's like, I don't root for the team since I got in the business. If I ever get to be that guy, I'm just going to quit the business. Like, I am a fan, and I'm a big Aaron Rodgers fan. Um, Wow, T. Higgins just went off the board. Yeah, so one of the guys that you may want in the second round is gone. T. Higgins, wide receiver, Clemson. He goes to the Bengals with the first pick in the second round. We will discuss that. We'll take a look at some of the other options that the Packers could have at wide receiver tonight if that is where they go. T. Higgins selected first pick of the second round to the Bengals. Joe Burrow and T. Higgins, not too shabby. I'm Bart Winkler. That's Ryan Horvat. Sam Schmitz here as well. We are brought to you on this draft night, this Friday night draft night, by a lot of great people that we want you to hook up with. Q Club of Wisconsin. Check them out. They've got the fish fry tonight. I know there's people listening right now in line for that fish fry. Check them out, of course, on Waukesha's Great North Side, and they can get you with the fix fry and all the fixins. And they do have the uh, pre-made cocktails for you as well. Not too bad there. Bart Winkler, Ryan Horvath, it's the fans' Friday night draft show. One pick down in the second round. We'll discuss it and see what the Packers do tonight. You guys can chime in throughout 414-799-1250. We're back right after this. You're listening to the Fans Green and Gold Draft Show, presented by Q Club of Wisconsin and Associated Builders and Contractors of Wisconsin Apprenticeship with Bart Winkler and Ryan Horvat. It's a Friday Night Draft Show. I'm Bart Winkler, Ryan Horvat. We've been doing this. That's been us for a long time now, at least four or five years. Uh, Horvat, a couple of years ago, the Friday Night Draft Show where things start like a real talk show. And then by the third round, uh, all hell breaks loose. And that will be the case tonight. <laughs> all hell's already broken loose in this draft. So here's what's happened so far in round two. Packers sit at number 62 overall. And you're thinking they need a wide receiver. And I was reading an article, Dairyland Express today, threw out seven wide receivers that the Packers could take in round two. Two of them are already gone. Yeah. T. Higgins goes to the Bengals at pick 33, and the Colts just selected Michael Pittman out of USC, T. Higgins out of Clemson, and Pittman out of USC. So we've started here. We're 20 minutes in, and two of the guys that we would like in green and gold are already gone. Horvat, this night is going to suck. Yeah, uh, not a great start. T. Higgins comes off the board. I really like T. Higgins. Uh, like I was saying on the show today, I think he could probably score you 9 to 10 touchdowns as a rookie, but does struggle getting off the line of scrimmage and press coverage. So that one doesn't hurt so bad. I thought I think Michael Pittman Jr. has a huge ceiling. I really like him. I think he's the prototype wide receiver. He's a total Goot guy, so I'm surprised that uh, Goot didn't select somebody like that last night. But they decided to go quarterback. Now I actually have my little mini board 
All the receivers that I wanted, Bart, are officially crossed off. We got two left on my wish list. Denzel Mims, who I've re- I've said it a million times, Baylor wide receiver, they pretty much want, run one route. They're all 4-3-40 guys, so he's super fast. At this point, I'm fine with Denzel Mims. And on my other one, let's go Chase Claypool, also still on the board out of Notre Dame. As you know, big fighting Irish fan, but didn't really want Chase Claypool. But now at this point, fine with him. And then somebody we're not really talking about, uh, K.J. Hamler from Penn State. I think that he has a high ceiling, and not a lot of teams looking at him, not a lot of teams at least talking about him in these mock drafts. So a couple guys still available, but uh, these receivers are flying off the board. Goop might have to trade up if you want a wide receiver. I mean, Detroit's up next. They're on the clock right now. You look at their receiving crew. They signed Geronimo Allison. Um, (laughs) We know all about Geronimo Allison. They may go wide receiver here. This is very interesting. This is not how I expected round two to start again two receivers off the board t higgins who has drawn some aj green comparisons and then michael Pittman as well they go to the Bengals and then to the colts respectively the lions are on the clock pick 35 in round two packers don't pick until pick number 62 we are brought to you in part as i mentioned by Q Club of Wisconsin, also West Bend Sausage Plus. Owners Ben and Andy offer you the freshest homemade meats, the finest quality steaks, and a variety of homemade brats and more. West Bend Sausage Plus.com. Couple of shout outs via Twitter. Say hi to Craig. He says, I'm predicting a kicker tonight, you know, to push Car- uh, Crosby to prove them wrong. <laughs> Look at how ridiculous last night was. We'll see. And Doug's tuned in, got pizza and wings to be delivered in a moment. Happy to spend this Friday evening with the boys. Cheers. Cheers right back to you, Doug. The Lions are on the clock, and they have just made their pick. It is DeAndre Swift, running back out of Georgia. So the second running back has gone off the board. Maybe a landing spot for Jonathan Taylor that could have been, but DeAndre Swift, he was was looked at as the number one running back by a lot of people. It ended up being Edwards Hilaire from LSU. But just a few picks later, DeAndre Swift. And while these running backs, Horvat, you look at these guys. I was talking to guys in Pittsburgh today, and they said, we want Jonathan Taylor at 49. The guys in Pittsburgh? What, you're just mm-hmm. on a first-name basis with the boys in Pittsburgh? Who who are you hanging out with today? Oh, dude, I did uh, Pittsburgh Radio today. I did Chicago Radio today at the Score Sister Station. People forget. Hashtag, yeah, Scorehouse. I did, uh, I did a Portland Sister Station today, Portland, uh, Oregon. Portland has a radio station? Yeah, and, then, and I was on it. And then I did my boys in Sioux Falls. But I'm talking to the guys in Pittsburgh and they say, we want Jonathan Taylor. I said, he's not going to be there. And he would be a good pick for you. What you're going to see why these guys aren't going first round to me is because running backs, their shelf life is so short. I mean, Todd Gurley, you saw it, is already on his second team. Yeah. And he was one of the, the top guys years ago. DeAndre Swift, these guys will make an impact. Edward Tillaire, he will be great with the Chiefs. Jonathan Taylor, wherever he goes, he will be good. J.K. Dobbins will be good. But because these guys don't have as long as a shelf life, that's why you don't see running backs in the first round anymore. But the Lions grabbing Jeffrey Okuda and then an offensive weapon here in Swift. I think if you're a Lions fan, you got to feel all right about this one for sure. We actually have a Lions fan in attendance. Plucker's still here. I'm going to have him on here in a second because I'm confused about one thing because you got Kerryon Johnson and now oh, you if have. He's, if he's in the studio, we're definitely putting him yeah, on. Yeah, let's put him on right now. Plucker. What's up, guys? Plucker. 
uh, producer of the Wendy's Big Show Lions fan. First of all, Plucker, I thought you guys should have taken a, a quarterback. Tua. Yeah, Tua. I, I wasn't necessarily on that boat. I was kind of looking forward to riding this out with Stafford and the rest of this regime. For 10 more years for, and no well, playoff the thing Well, the thing is for, for the rest of this regime. So I'm hoping that this year is just a disaster, which we all know it's going to be. So Patricia will be fired, Quinn will be gone, and then they'll draft Trevor Lawrence next year with the number one overall pick. And I'll be ecstatic. Nice plan. So that's like my plan. Okuda, I mean, just taking a cornerback as good as he is, it's like you got you had the number three pick and you take a cornerback. Yeah, it was a little bit high for him. I mean, the dream scenario would have been them trading back with the Dolphins or the Chargers to five or six and then yeah, drafting no him there. Him. But nobody else wanted to trade up, so I mean, they were kind of pigeonholed into this awkward situation and they just drafted their guy. So it was unfortunate, Swift? but Swift, I like Swift. I, it makes sense, a lot of sense, because Carryon Johnson hasn't been able to stay healthy the last two years. Well, that's the problem with Swift had a shoulder injury too. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, they, they they are just so desperate for a running back. They haven't had a, any running game in Matthew Stafford's entire career since Barry Sanders. Since Barry Sanders, yeah. And so they're they're just so desperate for that position. They're going to keep hacking at it, similar to the Packers hacking at cornerbacks left and right. I mean, this is the third second round pick the Lions have spent on a sec or on a running back in the last four years because Amir Abdullah was also a second round pick. The, the thing with Swift though is I feel like Carryon Johnson's going to lose snaps, and I'm looking at this at a fantasy football uh, standpoint right here, just because he is an every down back. Like you're not going to have to take him out on third downs because he could pass protect. He catches passes out of the backfield. He might even be the best receiver on your team. Honestly, no joke. And he could rush for a thousand yards. Oh, so. they got some good receivers. Kenny Galladay's on the team. What are you talking about? Marvin yeah, Jones Marvin is Jones? good too. No, I know you guys have better receivers. Who's that third Packers. guy that I always forget? But I take him real cheap in fantasy. Danny Amendola. No, the other one. I don't know if there's another one beyond that yeah, that's yeah, actually yeah. worth anything. Isn't there, <laughs> isn't there another Jones? Uh, there used to be T.J. Jones. I don't think he's there anymore. I don't think oh, he is yeah, either. that idiot. That is who I'm thinking of. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, Man, the Lions, I would say that I like what they're doing, but I did that to myself last year. Remember when they hung with the Packers uh, for the first three and a half quarters? And I was like, I could see the Lions winning 10 football games this year, or I could see them winning three. Well, that's the thing. They won. They were leading in all 16 of their games last year, and they only won three of them. And that's just such a disgrace. Yeah, that... Uh... Plucker, you were for a pretty bad team. I do. And that sucks. But it's a curse that I live with. On DeAndre Swift, and you guys did not take Jordan Love, so who am I to scold you? The New York Giants are on the clock so far in the second round. We've seen T. Higgins and Michael Pittman and DeAndre Swift. Uh, Horvath, we've got pick number 62 for the Packers. What, what do you want? It's got to be a, a wide receiver, right? Yeah, I want a wide receiver. Uh, we'll see who's still available. I wouldn't mind seeing them trade up right here because pretty soon uh, Claypool's probably going to be out. If the they board have to wait until well. 62, they're not, gosh, they're not getting Denzel Mims. They're, no. I don't know about Claypool. No. KJ Hamler's probably going to be gone. There's a, there's a lot of people I've seen that are high on this kid from South Carolina, Brian Edwards. Yeah, I mean, then then we're big then, body. I don't know much about him. Then, then we're looking. That's a reach. And then it's just another big dude that's just going to play on the outside. I mean, they need somebody that could catch the football, get in space, and burn you for forty yards. They need some yak in this draft. You need a slot wide receiver. That's why I was hell bent on getting Justin Jefferson. There's still a couple good options here. What, what do you think? I mean, Gettleman's wearing his mask again at home. I don't understand this. There's nobody is he, in the. Is he like doing this for a charity like, reason? Should I be wearing a mask since I'm in here with Sam and Plucker? It, well, you should more than 
Yeah, that's like barely allowed. Dave Gettleman is in his bedroom. And he's rich, so even if he does get sick, the best medicine goes to him. Kind of I saw a great I saw a great back. tweet from uh Michelle Bruton, who we've had on the show. She said Who's she? I th- <laughs> she said, I think he's trying to uh warn himself off from a computer virus. I don't understand it. Um I and I take everything very seriously. I have my gloves on. Well actually I took my gloves off. But uh I I don't get it. Um, man, I, I, going back to the, what were we even talking about? <laughs> uh, Zach Taylor's wife. No, that's not what we were talking about. Oh, well, the Giants are going to wide receivers. Here. The Giants are going to pick here. We'll find out who it is. And then we'll talk about that <laughs> again. So far off the board, we've got two wide receivers. Will we see another one? Probably. T Higgins, Michael Pittman, both gone. And then Deandre Swift gone running back out of Georgia the Giants are going to select when Roger Goodell finally spits it out of his mouth. Goodell like knows the names of none of these players, by the way. Another interesting thing we can rip on him for a little bit later. So awkward. The New York Giants, pick 36, have selected Xavier McKinley, oh, one of the top five on the board, according to Mel Kuyper, coming into tonight, safety out of Alabama. So they shore up their defense a little bit. We will be back in a couple of minutes. My food has arrived. I got three lines tonight with some wings and fries. Uh, I'm looking forward to eating that. You got any grub back there or no? You know what? I actually haven't ate all day. I took that nap, and I was going to get some fish fry, and then I was rushing into work. So, no, actually. What are your boys at Golden Chicken up to? I don't know. Hopefully they're listening. You know, actually, I ate Golden Chicken last night, and I was looking for – I think they deleted their Twitter account or something like that because I was – I usually send a DM when I'm going to put in a big order. Yeah. Put in a big order. I couldn't find them on Twitter. So if anybody well, knows the the whereabouts of Golden Chicken, 414-799-1250, I do need some fried chicken. And I told, I'll told i buy Sam some food, too. Which is also the number you can call into, 414-799-1250. Bart Winkler, Ryan Horvath, Sam Schmitz. The Friday Night Draft Show continues right after this. Fan Friday Night Draft Show. We await Packers pick at number 62 to see who will be the newest teammate of Jordan Love, who the Packers traded off to get at 26. If you thought the draft started tonight, oh no. The Packers took a quarterback (laughs) yesterday in the first round. The picks so far in round number two, T. Higgins, wide receiver Clemson. He goes to the Bengals. Michael Pittman, wide receiver, USC to the Colts. DeAndre Swift, running back, Georgia, goes to the Lions. A couple safeties go off the board. Xavier McKinney to the Giants. Kyle Duggar, the first pick for New England in this draft. And then Yatir Gross-Matos from Penn State goes to Carolina. He was mocked the end of the first round. First team all the Big Ten last year. Doesn't go until just now. But I think the big story for us as Packer guys, is if you want a wide receiver, first two picks, two of the guys I would have said, all right, that's good in the second round. They, Horvat are long gone. Yeah, they're gone. I would have taken T. Higgins. I would have taken Michael Pittman Jr. Still good value, though. Might be all right, but might have to trade up here if they're if you're looking at any guys you know that uh, you've had on your board for a while. I love Bill Belichick. I was just telling the guys so much because he just always finds a way to draft the one player that even I don't know from college football. Like, he always finds that one guy where you're like, who? And then he'll end up being a five-time Pro Bowler. And then when it's time for him to get his second deal, he'll flip him for, like, 16 picks. 
one of them will eventually be a pro bowler. That's why I love Bill Belichick. I love watching how some guys draft, some guys drafting style. Like when everybody was ripping John Lynch yesterday, I was like, what are you doing? What do you mean? That guy has literally built the 49ers from the ground up off pretty much nothing. And yeah, they had to suck for six years. But if he makes a phone call, I'm not answering it. Same with Bill Belichick. And people are like, why would he help out another NFC team? He don't care. The 49ers are the best team in the NFC. What do they care if they help out the Vikings a little bit? The uh, thing that I have up here for following the picks, the easiest thing for me to use is just Wikipedia. I just, you know, it, it's very clean. They refresh it all the time because Wikipedia updaters are some of the biggest nerds on the planet. Mm-hmm. And I know nerds are like cool now, but these nerds are not. These people are the worst. I've tried to edit our own station page many times, and they always correct me, saying, "Oh, you can't, you can't do that. You can't say schedules. You can't. It's, it's so stupid." There's like a whole community. I don't know these people walk among us. I don't know who they are anyway. I have the Wikipedia page up, and next to everybody's name, it says their school, mm-hmm. and you click on the school like Georgia, and it takes you to the Georgia football team season of 2019 for DeAndre Swift. For Kyle Duggar, you click on it. It's Lenore Ryan is the college. Lenore Ryan Bears football team page does not exist. Right. That's what I mean. The safety that Belichick took is out of the South Atlantic Conference (laughs) in the Division II level. So Bill Belichick trading down and getting his safety and getting it there at 37. And for our brethren in New England, that's one of those where you're like, and the Patriots take Kyle. <laughs> oh, this kid is. Uh, oh, and then he's. Uh, and then he's. You know, at least we were shocked by Jordan Love, but we had a very good idea of who he was. Mm-hmm. Not the situation there for our friends in Boston. Yeah, that's when if you listen to some of these draft shows, that's when you hear this. Oh, uh, you know, uh, great speed. Jeez, uh, 14 bench press reps. That's when you just pretend like you've ever heard of some of these guys. I've heard of 98% of these guys, but if there's a guy that is just I've never heard of, like this kid, uh, I'll talk about it a little bit. But, man, Belichick. And that has to be just – as a Patriots fan, you're so spoiled, right, because you're in the Super Bowl every year. You've had Tom Brady for two decades. But every year during the draft, they always get excited. You know, oh, the Patriots are going to take Lamar Jackson. I was watching some Patriots fans the other day, uh, some viral videos, because they really thought they were going to get Lamar Jackson. They really thought probably that they were going to get Jordan Love. And then Belichick takes like a guard out of UMass with a perfect GPA. Well, when Belichick trades out of Jordan Love, does that make you think, why do we love him so much? Uh, I I mean, watching tape of Jordan Love makes me wonder why we love Jordan Love. There's some so much. very good tape there on is. Jordan Love. There is. He, I but mean, for every good piece of tape, there's a really, really bad piece of tape. Yeah, like for every throw that he puts on a dime and every deep ball that he completes, there's one of him just throwing the ball into double coverage. And I do get it. Like, if you go back two years ago when they were 11 and 2, and he turned the ball over, what, only six times the entire season or whatever. Then he lost a lot of his weapons. They graduated, so he's trying to make plays on a bad team and keep them in ball games. A little bit similar to Brett Favre. He's got a little bit of Brett Favre in him where he doesn't really have to read a defense because his arm strength is so ridiculous that he could just beat you with his arm, or so he thinks. But sometimes that gets him in trouble. We become so used to, and I know it's frustrating at times, Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball away. Aaron Rodgers taking unnecessary sacks, not throwing across the middle, not risking the interceptions. Now you draft a guy that's the complete opposite. And that's going to be interesting to see the next two years. If Aaron Rodgers, like, I wish I wasn't a fan of the Green Bay Packers because this would be the best reality TV show that we'll get in the next decade. I would be rooting for this somehow to find its way on hard knocks, and I know they already got the two teams. But imagine 
getting to be a fly on the wall or getting to be a spectator. It's like a movie. Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre and their history. You know, and then Favre leaves, and we hear all these stories that we didn't even know about, like uh, Rodgers calling him old man, and Rodgers always thinking that he was the smartest guy in the room and asking him you know, what he tested at the combine, and Favre calling him a smartass. Now, like, it's the circle of life. Now Rodgers is the old man, and, you know, and Love is this young, cocky kid. I want to watch how it unfolds, and I want to see if Rodgers tutors, and I want to see if Love really wants to learn. Because I think, especially when you're a first-round draft pick, and you have the whole world in front of you, and all this money's coming your way. And I get he wasn't, you know, a top five pick, but still, I mean, somebody traded up to select you. Does he want to learn? Because you know, he may watch some film of Aaron Rodgers and be like, "This guy's washed up. I can make every throw in the game. That's why they took me. I'm not listening to this old man and say all the right things." That's what's going to be going to be interesting. Is Rodgers going to be like Favre and be like, "Screw this kid," or is Rodgers going to be a tutor and be a friend? Because the one thing about Rodgers in the quarterback room. He's always been buddy buddies with these guys, Matt Flynn. But Matt Flynn was never stealing his job. He was there to back him up. Brett Hundley, he was always buddy buddy with, really good friends off the field. You know, Tim Boyle and him have a good relationship. Now it's going to be interesting to see what kind of relationship he could have with the guy that's trying to steal his job, though, not just a guy that's there to be his caddy. Robert Hunt, guard, Louisiana, goes to the Dolphins at 39. I do want to read this from uh, Brandon. He says, yeah, I felt bad making fun of Gettleman after I found out he's recovering from lymphoma. Oh, shoot. So <laughs> I now feel bad about that, too. He mentioned that he's at his house wearing a mask. This Favre and uh, Love thing, or Rogers and Love thing, is very interesting because you're right, Horvat. It is just like the situation that Rogers came into. There are different circumstances. Rogers fell in the Packers' lap. They went up to, you know... Go get Jordan Love. So there's certainly different circumstances. Favre was like saying he was going to retire and then didn't. Rodgers is saying the complete opposite. But what's similar is that when Rodgers got drafted, Favre knew Rodgers was going to be the guy that took over for him. And now when Rodgers is here and Love gets drafted, Rodgers know that Love is probably going to be the guy that, get, that takes over for him. And why that's interesting is that Rodgers is not going into this situation with a clean slate. Rodgers doesn't get the luxury of that, maybe. It's a blessing or a curse, whatever you think out of this scenario. Everything that Rodgers does is going to be compared to what Favre did with Rodgers. And so no matter what Rodgers does, I think he's in a lose-lose. If he says, I don't want to tutor love, he's got to figure it out on his own, then he's going to look like a jerk. But if he goes the other way, if he if like if Jordan Love has a post on Instagram that says, I'm coming to Green Bay, I'm so pumped, and Rodgers likes it, something as simple as that, we are going to read into so hard mm-hmm. and, and so heavy. And that that's another reason why this pick is not fair to Rodgers. Because you've made, with this unclarity, Gudikins being so happy, trading up to get Love, and then saying, well, you know, we don't know if he's going to be the, the backup to Rodgers in the future. You've, you've been so noncommittal when everybody knows what's going on here. They did Rodgers no favors on the field or off yesterday. No, I completely agree, and we keep worrying about Aaron Rodgers' feelings. I'm worried about my boy, uh, Timmy Boyle. How come nobody's talking about Timmy Boyle? Kid could be out of a job. Manny <laughs> Wilkins. Of your boy. Your boy Ross Blacklock just got taken by the Texans, the Great TCU. Pick. Great. Bill O'Brien did something right finally. Uh, after Laramie Tunsil totally 
out negotiated Bill O'Brien today. Yeah, yeah, he did. Tunsil's getting about what twenty million per per year. Yeah, and he's it plays a left tackle, and now Bakhtiari's going to look at that and be like, "I want twenty million. Per. I want twenty four million. So yeah, and a gas uh, Bill mask. O'Brien, for as stupid as he is, ruining his own team, he has also just ruined anybody that has a left tackle up for debate or negotiation. I should say up for a new contract because now they'll have that contract to compared to but ross blacklock who remember earlier this week when times were simpler when we thought that it would be an outrage if the packers took a defensive tackle at 30 Mm -hmm. oh how we did not know they would take a quarterback at 26 right and did you know that ross blacklock that his father actually played for the harlem globetrotters hashtag people (laughs) do forget hey you know my my, my favorite thing to do on this friday night show is read about these players like take a synopsis that somebody else had written and try to convey it as if it's my own thoughts. So, oh yeah, this is my favorite part of the show. Usually we wait until like mm-hmm. a little bit later on. Are we going to start that now? Yeah, I just well, I just want to tell you a little bit about uh, Ross Blacklock, oh, the please do. defensive tackle from TCU. This kid, good size, two ninety, about six three. Now his dad was a Harlem Globetrotters legend. In case you didn't know, and just like a Harlem Globetrotter. Blacklock, Ryan, I mean, Blacklock, this is a guy that checks all the boxes. You want size? He checks that box. You want core strength? He checks that box. You want athleticism? He checks that box. The contact balance and length he has at the point of attack. Now, I know his shed and pass rush technique are still a work in progress, but the contact balance he has at the point of attack this guy out of the five technique, this is a guy you have to watch for. Very, very good uh, breakdown right there. Hey, since uh, T had to sit through that, can we put him on real quick? Oh, T's on the phone. T, my man, what's up? Hey, what's going on with you, gentlemen? I'm just still flabbergasted. Almost uh, going on 24 hours away. But uh, I just got a couple questions. Like, my first question is that if you're Rodgers, do you trust Gunkus and um, LaFleur? And then not just even Rodgers. What about the veterans uh, on the team, like the the free agents they got last year? Like, yeah. What message is trapping a quarterback, sending to a team that was, Whoa. you know, a couple quarters away from the Super Bowl? Right. And my next question is that, like, I really lost a lot of something for Gunkus. And I'll say this, not even just about the pick. It's what he said after the fact when he tried to tell fans that they're playing for championships, even though your actions tell me that you're planning for the future. We're going to talk about all that, Trell. Trell, did so, you see Jonathan Taylor has just gone to the Colts? No, I, 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 I was listening to you guys. I'm not even watching TV right Well, now. we're telling you right now, Jonathan Taylor is going to the Colts. We're going to take a quick break. T, if you want to hang, you can. Actually, yeah, you should hang on real quick because I wanted to touch on that too, especially with the Smith brothers. I want to know if Brian Gutekinds and LaFleur, are they trying to sell that they're still trying to win or is this a rebuild? That's what I want. Have we ever take a caller through the break? I don't know if we've ever done that. (laughs) But we're going to deny. We're making our own We'll do that with Trell. We'll be back in just about two minutes. Jonathan Taylor is a cult. More on the Friday Night Fan Draft Show. With the 41st pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Indianapolis Colts select Jonathan Taylor, running back, Wisconsin. You're listening to the Fans Green and Gold Draft Show, presented by ABC Audio Video and West Bend Sausage Plus with Bart Winkler and Ryan Horvath. 
Roger Goodell from his basement. How about that? Roger Goodell on night two. Is he doing the whole thing tomorrow, too? Because he normally only does night one and then hands it over. Jonathan Taylor, a Colt. So Phillip Rivers went from Melvin Gordon, one Badger, to Jonathan Taylor, another, as he's with Indy. And the Colts, who did not have a pick in round one, now have Michael Pittman Jr. as the wide receiver and then Jonathan Taylor as the running back. Jaguars are on the clock. We'll get to that in a moment. Trell's on the north side. We were chatting with him. Trell, your questions again, if you could. Yeah, I was saying, like, uh, as far as the veteran players, like, not, not even just Rogers, like Zarius Smith, mm-hmm. Preston Smith, uh, Kenny Clark, David Bakhtiari. Um, I mean, I'm sure I'm missing uh, Devontae Adams. Um, like, what message? Because as a fan, and I understand I'm just a fan, I'm not a player, but as a fan, I look at it like, like, they're not really trying to win. And what I had to accept, and really why it was such a gut punch for me, is like I said before, is that I always was saying it's about four or five years to end of Ted Thompson, like, are we ever going to try to really go for it and try to win another Super Bowl before Rodgers gets older? And now we're at where he's 36. Ted Thompson's gone. We got a new GM. And this GM is not even feeling the urgency that to try to put the team together to make a run for, you know, his last few you know, two or three years that he probably got to play it at the level he could play at right now. And it's just, it was a gut punch. It hurt a whole lot. And it made me think, like, like I, I won't be giddy on Sundays watching Packer games because I'm knowing that they're not doing everything they can to really win a Super Bowl. It's more about the future. And they're pushing it. They're kicking the can down down the, um, the aisle a little, bit, a little bit longer. So it's like it's going to be another team to pop up. And they're going to beat the Packers, and we're going to have to see this team after they made moves and stuff and just have to deal with it that we're fine with just being, you know, maybe a winning team or maybe winning the NFC North, but that's about all. So that, that's the thing that's really, like, hurtful as a fan. Like, even, even, even take the Brewers. Their team went to the, uh, the, um, the, uh, the NLCS, and then they kind of just broke the team up. So it was like, I don't know, man. I just as a as a Wisconsin fan and watching your sports teams all the time and seeing that you either never really go for it or if you do go for it, if you fall short, you're breaking it up right away. It's just discouraging, man. That's all. Yeah, you're right. I mean, Charles, thanks for the call. I think that what to me the message was: the Packers think they have a better chance winning a Super Bowl after Rodgers leaves than than with him. Which is so unfair to the guys that you just paid last off season, Adrian Amos. Zedarius, Am I wrong on that? Do you get that same vibe Preston. or no? No, I do as well. And that's why it's funny that uh, T called in with that call because I was saying the same exact thing today. I was hitting on that, and I wanted to talk about that with you. Is like, how do you go into that locker room if you are uh, Matt LaFleur and you're Brian Gutekinds and honestly look at Zedarius and Preston and say, you know, we're doing, our, we're doing what we can to win this year? Because in two to three years, they're not going to be around. They're going to be older, even if they are around you know, their best days are going to be behind them. Like, now is the time to win. You spent so much money in the first 24 hours of free agency last year, and now I I think that it's a mixed signals or it's a mixed message because are you going all in this year? You didn't add any weapons for Aaron Rodgers. And I'm not talking about going out there and spending $13 million on Robbie Anderson. You know, you tried for Emmanuel Sanders. He chose to go play with Drew Brees instead. So Brian Gutekinds has been making calls. Uh, we talked about it on the show today. He tried to get Robbie Anderson before the deadline last year. It's not that they're not trying to surround Aaron Rodgers with weapons, but I just feel like when – 
as all these receivers continue to fly off the board, like you had an opportunity last night to get the best available weapon for Aaron Rodgers, and you did not do that. Look what all these other teams are doing. They're surrounding their guys with weapons. San Francisco is surrounding Jimmy Garoppolo with weapons, with guys that have 4-3 speed that can make plays. That's today's NFL. You know, and, Matt, and, and Brian Gutekinds, instead, a couple of years back, he took three wide receivers, and it doesn't look like any of them are going to pan out. You know, maybe MVS does bounce back. Maybe St. Brown comes back healthy, and he's able to make a big difference, and that's what they were missing last year. But it's just when you have the deepest wide receiver class in the last decade and you walk away with a quarterback, when you have a franchise, you have a first ballot Hall of Famer for four years, and he says that he wants to play into his 40s. Even if you don't believe that, if you don't believe that, then why did you extend him? And I know that you know a lot of people have the opinion that maybe Brian Gutekinds never wanted to give Aaron Rodgers that deal, and now he's hell-bent on replacing him. But like it, it doesn't matter because you can't go back and take that back. Like you're committed to Aaron Rodgers. Now you're committed to another quarterback. That's way too much money, by the way, for a quarterback. When you have so many holes, you were a game away from the Super Bowl. You gave up 300 yards in an NFC Championship game. You gave up 200 yards to a third-string running back. You needed to fix the defensive line. You need a run stopper. You need a wide receiver. Maybe you need a tight end. You're Maybe you need a defensive back if you're not going to be able to pay all these guys. Are you really going to be able to pay Kevin King? Like, I didn't want to see him take a corner again, but I sure as hell didn't want to see him take a quarterback. We've got much more on this. The Bears are on the clock. We'll have that pick for you and much more. The Fan Friday Night Draft Show continues right after this. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 